Welcome to Malicious Mamas, a podcast dedicated to an all-female perspective on lore, legends, and the creatures of the insomnia-driven fears you have at 3am. I am your host, Nikki Mandiola. This week, we're diving into a tale unlike any we've done before. The idea for this mama hit me after looking into my vintage collection of Nancy Drews recently. That's right, I collect Nancy's, and Miss Drew often finds herself mixed up in mysteries involving a fortune teller or two. With that, I knew what topic I just had to cover. So without further ado, this week's topic is fortune teller Marie Anne Lenormand. Born May 27, 1772, in Alençon-Normandie, France, Marie found her fame during the Napoleonic era. Her father, Jean-Louis Antoine, was a draper and became the sole caregiver to the Lenormand children when Marie's mother passed away while they were all still young. Jean-Louis remarried, but misfortune struck the family once again in the form of his death. Marie's stepmother then decided to continue guardianship for the three siblings and remarried herself. The Lenormand kids, adopted parents, ensured each of them were well cared for and educated. While things may seem like a happily ever after from here on, Marie's ability had other plans. At the age of seven, while attending a Benedictine convent, Marie predicted the termination of the Mother Superior, as well as prophesied the one who would become her successor. When these premonitions came true, and she was reprimanded, the young girl learned the trouble that came with such abilities. This, however, did not deter Marie from pursuing her desire to seek her fortune in the city. After becoming an apprentice to a milliner at the age of 14, Marie took up the habit of pleading with her stepmother to allow her to move to Paris. When mother finally relented, Marie's stepfather arranged for the girl to work at a shop while learning arithmetic and bookkeeping. Jumping off of this career point, Lenormand was able to set up her own spot as a bookseller and secretary. This is where the story gets colorful, as the bookkeeping deal was 100% a front for Marie's fortune-telling career. Lenormand became extremely prosperous during the French Revolution because of her famous clients, one of which happened to be Tsar Alexander of Russia. Her success then sprouted even more from her ability to self-promote. This self-promotion took form in memoirs the fortune teller wrote about her life. These stories, although entertaining, were never confirmed, but Lenormand managed to pen a right-place-right-time tale about her budding ability. In this story, her parents were royalists who were captured during the Reign of Terror in 1794. By her account, they had developed a plan to free Marie Antoinette from prison, and asked Lenormand to join in their attempt. 
the group was arrested and imprisoned along with other enemies of the revolution. Another prisoner, a white Creole woman from Martinique by the name of Rose, learned of Marie's ability and slipped the young woman a note about having her fortune read. Rose had been imprisoned along with her husband and desired answers on what was to become of her future. When the pair met, Marie predicted Rose would survive this moment of turmoil, recover, and go on to marry a very successful soldier as he climbed up the ranks all the way to the top. By the time the terror had ended, Rose's husband had already faced the guillotine. She, along with Marie, were spared, and Rose often made time to visit Lenormand at her fortune-telling front. Many at this location did not know the woman as Rose, but as Josephine, the wife of Napoleon, and the first empress of France. From Marie's accounts of her life, she was imprisoned often, but still managed to have a long career. These memoirs never described her techniques or practice, but one reported encounter from a Captain R.H. Bernal helps to shed some light on Lenormand's profession. Bernal supposedly met Marie while staying in Paris during 1815 and 1816. The captain described being brought into a waiting room in the shop while waiting for his turn to be called on by an elderly servant. Finally, he was led through a mysterious chamber, which happened to be a wooden panel in the wall that opened up to Marie's office. Bernal didn't particularly describe Marie in a flattering way, referring to the woman as looking like a venomous, bloated, monstrous toad. I mean, that's a bit harsh. Then he went on to describe the decor of the room, which included bats pinned on the walls by their wings, stuffed owls, and skeletons. From this, Bernal really seemed to take in Lenormand's ability, noting that the woman got right down to business, didn't ask many questions, and believed in her own power without hesitation. After reading her cards, she predicted the man would be twice married and have several children, among other things. At the time, the captain admitted to being skeptical of these predictions. That was until all of them came into fruition. Despite prophesizing that she would live until the age of 100, Marie passed away in June 1843 at 71. After her death, a set of tarot cards named the Lenormand Deck was created in her honor and still remains popular to this day. On that note, let's conclude this episode. If you have any suggestions on mamas you'd like me to cover or a spooky tale to share, please send an email to maliciousmamas at gmail.com. If you're looking for more mamas in your life, Follow Malicious Mamas on both Instagram and Twitter. Also, if you could rate, comment, and subscribe to Malicious Mamas on your favorite podcast app, it would really help to get the show out there, and I would greatly appreciate the feedback. Until next time, keep it real, Mamas. <laughs>